You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Today on the show, we have returning guest and good buddy Eric Shaw, a.k.a. Gene, who comes back to the show to shoot the shit with us. We talk about people who share inspirational quotes on Facebook and how they're terrible. Uh, some books that we're reading, uh, doping and prosthetics in sports, and as per usual, a whole bunch more. Without further ado, here is a very cool cat, one of our favorite peeps, Mr. Eric Shaw, a.k.a. Gene, on Fire in the Hole. And I said, well, yeah, when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Here's the thing. When you go into a store, you're going to war. And you got to remember that guy behind the counter. He's going to get your money. He's going to get your money and he's going to do it because he woke up two hours before you uh-huh. did. <laughs> And when you get to that counter, you gotta say, I want chips. I want the dill pickle chips. And now he's gonna tell you, we don't have them anymore. But you gotta tell him, I want the bill dill chick dill chicks dill chip dill dill (laughs) I'm having a brain fucking seizure. I want the dill pickle chips. And he's gonna say, I just told you we don't have them. And then you have a decision to make. Now, when I was surrounded by insurgents <laughs> in Ramallah, you know he's he's just in '94. He's just a bad experience away from Walter Sobchak. Like he just <laughs> in '94. He's a guy that's so ready, yeah. so ready. I think I he, love him. He's he's Garrick. He's Garrick from him. Deep Space Nine. He never turned up the chip, <laughs> right? Like one day in the Gulf War and some mission, he got super ready. And yeah. then it literally broke his brain, and he he's never off mission, <laughs> right? He's like, I'm going to I'm going to the bathroom. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, go for it, dude. It's it's cool. Uh, going to the bathroom for most people, it's just it's just something you do when you get up in the morning. Uh-huh. But it's state of mind. It's a state of mind because <laughs> if you can get rid of the things. That are holding you down. 
That you could, you could truly move ahead and attack the day, you know? Whether it's a mission. <laughs> move on. <laughs> you got to tell your bowel. <laughs> you got to eject the insurgents. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Like the Taliban. You know, the Taliban is a lot like going to the bathroom, you know? Uh, they don't have any respect, right, for their surroundings. They're all just going to... They have to use extreme tactics, you know, and you just got to get them out of there. You got to flush them out. You got to flush them out at all. <laughs> flush out the insurgents. <laughs> flush out the insurgents. Otherwise, they're just going to run wild on you. And that's why when, you, when, you, when someone says, let's go eat Mexican, you say, no. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could, I could just talk like... Fucking uh, Jocko all day. I love Jocko. Yeah. If anyone listening, anyone still listening to the show, <laughs> we lost everyone at this point. We started cold on a gentleman named Jocko Willinick. Am yeah, I saying Willinick. his name? Willinick is that yeah. his name? Yeah. Former no? Navy SEAL. Willinick. Yeah. Willink. Something like that. Yeah. W i l l i n k. Yeah. Jocko. Willink. Who I I discovered through Rogan because uh, he keeps playing that video of him, <laughs> the the good video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so obsessed with I think that. you sent it to me as well. He's so obsessed with that. R- Rogan will just be in the middle of a conversation about, like, I don't know, nutritional supplements or whatever with somebody <laughs> and just be like, do you know do you know Jocko? And the other person's like, uh, n- no. I, but anyway, as, as I was saying, the like, what happens is the testosterone. No, no, no you got to see this video. Jamie, cue it up. And then <laughs> he'll just stop everything. And once again, you have to listen to, like, boom, boom. Mission got canceled. Good. Good. That job's not going to work out. Good. Good. <laughs> Take your life back. Don, don. <laughs> With the, like, whatever, corn, like, limb biscuit music playing in the background. Right. <laughs> but as stupid as it is, it's, it's, the thing is, it's, it's coming from this guy who's, who's so real, like, from what I've read, the guy's, like, the real article, that you realize what a difference that makes. Mm-hmm. In this, particularly in this era of like no credibility, right. everyone claiming to be politicians, <laughs> presidents, <laughs> actors, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. pre, uh, CEOs. That's everyone. Yeah. Everyone's a CEO now. <clears throat> Seeing a guy who's like been the sh- in the shit, like he's a what a Navy SEAL. Yeah, was a SEAL, but not just like one. Term. No, he was. Uh, I think his uh, he was in charge uh, eventually in charge of training like for all of the West Coast of the United States. I think. How hardcore is that? It's pretty hardcore. Like, if you make it as a SEAL, you can talk shit the rest of your life, right? If you're training other SEALs because you were that hardcore that your initial admittance to the thing was just like, okay, finally, I'm home. Now now you're creating more of these expert Mm -hmm. super soldiers, like, than his otherwise somewhat feeble, we've heard it before, kind of uh, uh, motivational talk has like it hits you like a ton of bricks because you're like he's he's saying these things but he really means them mm-hmm. he really was in the firefight surrounded by insurgents and he really does see a parallel between that and taking a shit like he really does mm-hmm. <laughs> and in a and way he, he uses that hypnosis tactic that obama uses as well like the e- excessive pausing in between right in between with, with like statements yeah that works, doesn't it? Like if yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you if you listen to it, like it, he's there's like a 
four count in between like everything that he says. It's true because somehow it signals like this is hang on, like I'm bringing it down a notch. Yeah, it's kind of a new thing. Like pausing <coughs> has always been important. Like mm-hmm. as a stand-up comedian, I guess you understand the importance Possibly. of timing a little bit. But um, like timing is always sort of a thing. But I, I think a lot of people who are even into public speaking these guys have changed the rules yeah. like this is a, a totally new thing well, the, I, I know obama was like that but they've changed the rules by going back to the old <coughs> rules because that's how the greeks did it in shakespeare's day that's mm-hmm. how the understanding there were like 10 uh sort of rules of oration and pausing and oh uh, yeah, yeah. Was, was like that was a, a big deal and at some point it got replaced by this like constantly throw stimulus and words at them and then eventually someone went well, it's not working so well mm-hmm. what if we looked a little less panicked when we're trying to deliver our speeches right, right. and give people like a time to because it also creates tension right like there's those seconds and you want to see what Where's happens it going? next and yeah. it keeps people's attention <coughs> yeah i mean and also the greco-roman style of oration is all over American, like they oh, yeah. idolize that stuff. I mean, well, Obama was like a textbook example yeah. of it. But so was uh, fucking Dirty Dick. What was his name? Dirty Billy. Uh, Clinton. Uh, Clinton? Yeah. You know, uh, Dirty Billy. <laughs> <laughs> was that a thing? I feel like it, it was a thing. If not, why isn't it a thing? He's Dirty Bill. <laughs> Dirty <Wow>. Dick Billy. <laughs> That's what I should, we should be calling him. But he had that, like, my fellow Americans. He had that, mm-hmm. ah, shucks thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like he's telling you how to make an apple pie, like, but he's like, "We're gonna bomb. We're gonna t- we're gonna drop some troops. We got no choice. We gotta help out people in Herzegovina, Bosnia, my fellow Americans." Like he had he had that whole mm-hmm. like, "Hey, do you mind if I borrow a cup of sugar?" And we're cutting taxes. <laughs> also, is your sister single? Or like. <laughs> All wrapped, and he did that brilliant thing with the thumb where he wouldn't point at anybody, mm-hmm. he, he, but he pointed at you with his thumb mm-hmm. with a closed hand, and then it kind of looked like he was giving you money. Right. Which I heard someone, he was giving you props, like he's he, definitely yeah. it's like a giving gesture, mm-hmm. and it allows you to get away with pointing at people, but them not feeling threatened by it. It's, I don't know right. if he knew what he was doing, but I suspect I he, he did. did. Yeah, someone yeah. broke that shit, and they've, all, and they've all done it since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the, what is it, Pericles? Pericles, the mayor of Athens. Uh, I think I, I think it's Pericles think you're it's thinking per- about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that style, that particular lesson, was is a very old one in American in American mm-hmm. uh, like uh, politics and oration. It, it probably goes back to as well to the 19th century, post-colonial literature, uh, the Lincoln. Yeah. You know the 18th address. century Enlightenment. That's where it all comes from. Right. The the the, the re idea is the idealized well, I can't talk to Re idealization. <laughs> Thank you, re idealization of uh, you know, the the ancient times mm-hmm. and the old prof the old uh, um, philosophers and talking in that like stately way. I feel like that they've always been trying to do that. Uh, uh, fucking Kennedy, same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Richard. It's the the pausing thing is relatively like a new school of. It's pretty intense suggestion. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then you do the uh, you do you have to do the like trailer voice too, right? Because if you just pause with everything you say, you well, know, 
that you works. either end up as Jocko or William Shatner, right? <laughs> like you have to know when to pause, right? And when to to because if you're just doing it, it sounds like it's random. Then exactly, it, you're getting the right. opposite effect. No, right? it's at the end of each point, like right. at, yeah. at the end of each period, and like stop. I, yeah, I, I took a walk a, down a, the street for what would seem like a really <laughs> uncomfortably long period of time, and then, yeah. And he, since he's speaking to, remember, is it TNT, the channel? Remember that channel? At some point, it became like the 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 man channel. It literally was, that was the branding. Oh, yeah, of it. it was like explosions and boobs. Yeah, yeah. Every time they would show like the <laughs> in-between movies and stuff, like the logo yeah. would come up and it'd get riddled with bullet holes. And every second. I don't second, think I ever had that channel. Yeah, TNT. Every second day, literally, it, it had something like men in the in the title, like the men something something channel. Okay. Um, they would show Hunt for the Red October every other day <laughs> on rotation. They would just put it on. It would play the whole day, the whole fucking day, back to back. The only one they paid for the rights for. Right. <laughs> and uh, and every cutaway, like I said, channel branding was all like uh, ripped chest or like somebody mm-hmm. punching a bag or whatever, um, because the people at least seeking hyper masculinity, especially in these kind of confusing days. Um, of course, would love Jocko. Yeah. Right? He's like mm-hmm. a, a return from the heyday of when it was cool to be a, a mm-hmm. dude that punched things and right. stripped weapons. Yeah. And stuff. So that trailer coming soon type of cadence mm. added to this, the, the paused voice is... Um, In a world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're, but you're right. He's very much he's very much a person. I mean, I'm sure that there are, are women who are motivated by what he says as well, but he's very much... A masculine like his message appeals to dudes. Yeah, like yeah. it's very hard for me to imagine, especially soft have... dudes, right? Because soft dudes always want to be harder, and those guys that are already turning their lives around or are in that mindset, well, they still can't be as hardcore as Jocko, right? No, but if you if you get to like seventy percent Jocko, he'll be pretty hardcore. <laughs> you think that's possible? What do you mean? I, I, I don't think anyone at like 38 is becoming a Navy SEAL commander. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. I mean like his 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 uh, kind of uh, no compromise the attitude? outlook, yeah, right? Sure. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm never going to become a Navy SEAL. I don't have that yeah. ambition. And a black so. belt jujitsu. Yeah. So graduated by one of the greatest. Yeah. And this and that. He's a man, man, man. Yeah, that's my point. Like Top Gun. Yeah. style which we haven't oh they were speaking of sorry sidebar did you guys hear about the 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 fuck up with the top gun no and uh, uh trump this is fucking hilarious <laughs> he did a speech in front of the he's talking about he wants a military parade now because he hasn't found any other way of distracting people from his disaster of a rule <laughs> that he's talking about a military parade he wants a military parade in the u.s for reasons unknown just a random parade. just a random parade he wants to parade military i don't think that's happened in like a hundred years or something an actual military parade as opposed to mm. hey they're coming home <clears throat> let's parade them football like uh, super bowl style but mm-hmm. he's in front of like the air force you know and and he made some like top gun related comment not realizing that movie's about the Navy. Oh. Uh. Because <laughs> he's a fucking moron. <laughs> and you just see, because, you know, they always put the, the, the men and women of the armed yeah, services, yeah. like, behind him, and, like, he's just, like, like, talking his bullshit, <laughs> and you could just see them, like, with their eyebrows. <laughs> They're, like, that's a fucking Navy. And, like, there's nothing worse yeah. than 
misrepresenting the branch that you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd like a Navy... Your branch is service. I'm not Navy. I'm a fucking Army man. Like, I'm not an Army man. I'm a fucking Marine. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't... <laughs> and he's the Commander-in-Chief, goddammit. He's yeah, the yeah, yeah. Commander-in-Chief. <laughs> yeah. This is the one thing... Anyway. There's <laughs> one rule. <laughs> That's the only There's rule. There's one rule. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I think Jocko is... Uh, very successful, but he seems like he also walks the walk. Yeah, I mean, and that's his appeal. I think if he, if he, uh, if you got any sense at all that he wasn't able to back up his claims and that he wasn't living out what he's saying, then yeah, yeah that it would just sound like some guy blowing smoke, right? Exactly. The reason I don't hate, I, I didn't dismiss him immediately as another TED Talk fucking windbag because there's so many of those assholes mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. is that most people go up there and tell someone else's story. And, oh, yeah. let's talk about this old Jewish-Hungarian man who escaped the camps. And that's why I buy my new book. You're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you related to the old Jewish-Hungarian man? No. Mm-hmm. Does, do you know him? You have no... You just brought that story <laughs> because there was a metaphor there. that, no. And now you're... Right. When he's talking about extreme ownership, which is a super obvious topic... Mm-hmm. He's talking about like fucking up and getting, getting some but, of his own men killed. But there's something very there's something very meditative and zen. Like despite the fact that it's wrapped up in all of this machismo, like uh, you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu military stuff. The point that he's making is it just comes down to change what you can change and learn to live with the shit that you can't change. It's very much zen, very much Lord's Prayer style. Yeah. That there's it's A-A. just packaged. <laughs> yeah, it's just packaged. Yeah. It's just packaged as this, if you do this, you're not a wuss bag who meditates for 15 minutes a day. You're a hardcore warrior who does what he needs to get done. Yeah. Right? But it's the same message. It's just packaged very differently. And the, the your mention of TED Talks, I think, is actually really relevant because those types of talks have, in fact, transformed how these people end up presenting their message and whatnot. Like, it's really come down mm-hmm. to, oh, we have a blueprint how people do this, how people get engagement now. So they're like the, you know, those Ted talk assholes is like very apt. Yeah. Right. Well, there's even that guy who makes fun of the Ted the talk TED being on a Ted talk, right? The guy <laughs> oh, that, yeah. the, 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 about nothing, mm. which I don't think most of the people in the audience actually understood the, the irony of that because mm-hmm. they're actually Ted talk fans. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they're laughing because they think it's a parody and they're like, oh, that's really funny. Oh, it's meta, I guess. It's meta. Yeah. Wait, is the joke on us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how it was. Are we the butt of the joke? Are we, uh-huh. are we assholes? <laughs> I paid $5,000 to be here. Are you? I'm, and I, I live oh, in a city. TED Talks aren't inherently bad, but they, their proliferation means that you're getting some that maybe you're like, it well, game's the, a little weak, son. The cult of it seems to have become a bunch oh, yeah. of bullshit. That's the problem, really. Yeah. As, it, as it always does. Yeah. And yeah. then someone goes... Hey, it's a Pete talk. We're not like the TED talk because TED talks turn into bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's true. Pete talks are about the real issues like Ted used to be. Fast forward two years. Pete <laughs> talk is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're Sarah talks. We're or Sarah talks. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so this is the human race again. Once again, over and over, we can't maintain shit. Goddamn <laughs> humans. God bullshit. <laughs> with their fucking never ending bullshit. <laughs> so how are you guys doing, man? <laughs> doing all right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Should I start recording now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Might as well. We got all the we got all idea. the boring stuff out of the way. Yeah. No, but this is an interesting topic that to me that's kind of a you know, everyone has topics that they um 
that they never get tired of. They just need to put them mm-hmm. down from time to time. But like I can talk about this, the the art of convincing and, and how people use it and not and what is compelling, what isn't <clears throat> all day because it's a weird it's a weird like double game. Like on one side, of course, to become an effective communicator, you need to be aware of all of these elements at play and, and mm-hmm. stimulate those areas in order to get the maximum of your message out to people. But it's like a really slippery slope. Like it's really mm-hmm. fast before you're in the huckster territory where like my tonic is going to cure everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, and we keep seeing examples of, I don't know, well, it's one thing when it's a de- deliver like an effective delivery method for yeah. a message, mm-hmm. but when you lose the message and it just all ends up being the show, mm-hmm. right? Right, and just there's no, it's all, all form, no substance. I think that's when you get in trouble. And there seems to be a lot of that. I don't know if that's that's tiring itself out, but certainly social media has really exacerbated that school of like there's a huge audience for it i yeah. look like i'm doing something but i'm not actually doing shit how I'm many people do you know like put like inspirational quotes up on their facebook oh, and jesus shit? christ yeah uh, that that's depressing and there's yeah. a lot is that ironic <laughs> 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 is that irony G? I don't know. Uh, yeah that i get depressed by people putting up inspirational quotes it's certainly irony adjacent <laughs> <laughs> yeah adjacent um is it oh. ooh, is it the fact that what is that? What is the quote thing? Is it like y- the little voice inside you desperately still trying to better yourself? Or I read a thing that said that people with lower intelligence uh, <laughs> tend to put up uh, inspirational quotes. Really? And they tend to find things to be things that are kind of vacuous and meaningless to be deep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though there's nothing there. But that's a, the inspirational quotes are another sort of form over substance, right? Like in right. some ways, they're paced a certain way. They're often uh, a, a literary turn, a figure called chiasmus, where like you write something out and then like reverse the order, but it, then it seems deep oh, because like the you... Sphinx the, the Sphinx, exactly. Yeah, right? The, uh, what is it? The, the yeah. Mystery Man? Mystery Man. Yeah, like the, those who work hard feel like they're hardly working, right? Like that oh, kind no. of like <laughs> flip around of like of sentences like and most of them are sort of set up this way right like you just you don't have an inspirational phrase that says work fucking harder (laughs) the the cynical person in me can't help believe because i look at when some there's one a few things in life are as unpleasant as being stuck next to someone like at a like a office party Mm -hmm. and they're like have you uh have you read the uh the celestine prophecy God, not the and you're just like, like 1996. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna. I want to tell you a little bit about a little book. Uh, maybe I could text it to you. Have you heard of the secret? And you're like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh no! You're one of those. Oh no! My the cynical side of me can't help but think that we probably sound like that to like the next level of intelligence, right? Like the <laughs> the next level up. Yeah. When we come up, I'm like, man, uh, you know, I love like uh, I don't know. I love uh, Shakespeare. And I'm like, oh, good for you. Like there's somebody up there who's like, oh, look, he loves Shakespeare. He probably has a master's degree. <laughs> and they're high-fiving each other, right? I, I want to believe that that's the way the I world hope so. is built. I really hope so. And that there's someone shitting on them too. Yeah, yeah. At course. some point, it, it, it tops out. But yeah, there's nothing worse than somebody who is clearly not very intelligent and they want to like retouch you with some really trite well, inspirational stuff. Mm. 
to me, it's more a question of the people who are really successful. Like you can, I don't know, you, you want to pick like certain CEOs or athletes. They're not posting this shit. It's the person who works in middle management in your office who wants to, you know, make sure that they're working hard and getting the best out of their people. You're like, but there's no real striving. There's no real like. There's no struggle, you know, really. You know, you've got to get, you know, you've got to, you've got to keep moving forward to get over the mountain. I'm like, right. yes, okay, that's true. Yeah. But this isn't a mountain. You just want me to make sure that, you know, I work the hour of <laughs> overtime with a smile on my face. Like, <laughs> you want to make sure I don't kill kill myself because y- you need to fill that shift tomorrow. But <laughs> it's also, I'm, I'm, I feel like, I feel like some people do try to like impart with like sometimes it's genuine you know they're like hey have you did you hear about like this insert trite inspirational yeah. thing that didn't actually happen and is misquoted and you know exactly which quote it's misquoting and whatever mm-hmm. but the gesture of the person is like super genuine so yeah, you're like oh sure. you know thanks you you want to give me something positive and thank you um but then there's people who like have that like desperate like they may not even understand that trite quote kind of way and then they're kind of like have you read the book and you're like no why haven't you read it you should read it it changed my life you're like uh i don't think it did but (laughs) 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 you kind of you kind of the same (laughs) but i'll play along (laughs) as long as you're not expecting me to read it i'll play along that it did something for you You're exactly the same. <laughs> you will always. You're just the- smiling more while you suffer. Yeah. If anything, you're a little bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> than before you read the book. <laughs> you're exactly the same, but worse. You remember, were you you were still there when we had that boss that that fucking dude with the Mickey Mouse vest? Do you remember him? The crazy Mickey Mouse. Yeah, vest yeah. He was this flamboyant gay dude. He was the boss, boss of the of the company at, at on location. He was above, like the next. He was the last guy in line, right? He was the Dino of Laurier. I forget what his name was. He was like a flamboyant, like gay dude. He would wear like otherwise office clothes, but he would wear like some a piece of flair. Like he'd wear like <laughs> his suit vest would have like Mickey Mouse on it. Okay. Or something wacky. Wait, was this a dream? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. No, gonna, no, 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 gonna, no, 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 no. We're going to call this guy Mark. We're going to move on. Okay, I, it may have been Mark. <laughs> this, and I remember because when when you left and you put me in charge or you, you, you put the like, you, you tapped me for your, as your replacement, mm. uh, I had to interview with this guy. And I remember he, I, wanted to, I told you about it. I went to, Hugo brought me to his office. I sat down. And the first thing I, he does is he he threw something at my head, <laughs> and I like I caught it, and it was a it was a Gumby stat like a little Gumby figurine. <laughs> Remember Gumby? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "You passed the test. You got the job." No, no. First he goes like, "That's what I'm talking about." With like a you know French Canadian, he's like, "That's what I'm talking about." Okay, I've changed his name is Jean Marc. Please continue. <laughs> and I'm like, you, "What are we talking about?" He's like, "You have to be like Gumby. You have to be flexible." And I'm oh, like, oh, yeah, I do remember, remember that, that guy. guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Because I was going to see a neurologist tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going for a brain scan. Fuck if you don't remember that guy. And then I'm just like holding the Gumby and all his shells were like arranged in a way as to for the person who came into the office would become aware of the selection of books. 
which were like every piece of shit motivational book. <laughs> the 18 hats of becoming the, mm-hmm. the Tony Robbins. The Yeah, but that one's <laughs> actually at least like, there's like okay. second, I mean, it is, but it's, yes. it's advanced. Yes. It's the next layer. We're there. On the lasagna of life, Gene. Thank you. You're not the cheese. Thank you. All right. But you're certainly not the meat, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> so. Well, can I be the pasta? That's kind of what I want. That's one of the layers. Please continue. I feel like that's what I want. <laughs> My point is there's like people who don't even want to recommend the books to you because they want you to actually read them and they possibly themselves have never read, read them. They want you to know that they're reading them supposedly and have read them and that they, it's in their repertoire. And it's more about like, oh, like you, you come to your like it's strategically placed. So it's my toolbox. Now you're like yeah. that. You, they're waiting for you to go. Hey, is that the artist's way? And you're like, mm. oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. If you really like, uh, if you really like to deal, look at the other one there. Mm-hmm. And they want you to get into that and dance with them. They possibly haven't read the books, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if they have, they have like no idea exactly uh-huh. what what it is it about the books that are great. I, I think the difference with these, like the inspirational quotes and that stuff, is a question of it, it has to do with the earnestness and the understanding. Because if someone's just pitching out quotes with stupid pictures behind them, and it is clear that they haven't given it any thought, it's not particularly applicable to your situation. It doesn't come from a position of you know, some, some, some wisdom that they've acquired and say, I happen to read it in this book, but it's true because of whatever, then yeah, it just feels like garbage. It just feels fake. And it's so full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, back when uh, I used to do capoeira <laughs> with Julian, I remember we scoured the internet for the worst capoeira book we could find. I still have it. <laughs> it's, it's 30 <coughs> pages long. Mm-hmm. It's like a little leaflet. But it's twenty, it's, and it's like the secret art of capoeira or something with like horrible art in the front, mm-hmm. and it's all nonsense in it. It's all really? like crazy ravings of a madman <laughs> <laughs> that uh, with some like stolen stock footage, stock art in it, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with capoeira. Wow! <laughs> and this was pre-internet. This is like pre-mass internet, um, mm. in terms of books and e-books and stuff. Now God knows what's out there. I don't know. So, but, but post when. Printing became cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But you know that <laughs> that Jean Mac, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that yeah? dude. Yeah, yeah, he was he was fucking crazy. He was nuts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that Gumby thing was all about? No. He just threw the thing at your head, and so like, you, you, you know that it was a real thing, right? I know what the Gumby thing is. What is? So he came in to like take over the whole place, right? Like when the the boss ended up leaving, uh-huh. the boss that had been there for years. And he, like, it's just all gimmicks. That's all he knows is, like... Mm. Like, he had no qualifications? I, I don't think so. He was just, like, this weird <laughs> little man. So he took the entire leadership team, brought everybody into into the room. There's, like, 30 people in the room. And his whole thing with the Gumby thing was he was like, okay, everybody, like, turn around and look behind you. And then everyone kind of, like, turns around and looks behind them. And he's like... Now go further than what you did. So, and everyone looks behind them, but then they stretch a little bit more <laughs> so that, like, they, you know, they get an extra 15 degrees, you know, sort of, <laughs> sort of rotation on it. And he's like, that's Gumby. That's what you need to do to, with, with your people. You need to push them to go further than they knew that they could do. The first time I asked you to turn around, 
but then this, the second time you turned around th that much more. That's what I want to do to this place. That's what I want to do to you. And that's what I want you to do to your, your people. <laughs> and uh, I, at that point, I was like, I need to fucking leave. <laughs> I need to. That, and I think I quit like, <laughs> like a week is later. Is that what scared you, that dude? Because I just remember him being like completely crazy. And the weird thing about it was he never actually interviewed me. I just kind of had to go in and listen to him Talk. do the Gumby thing again because that's probably like the one speech he has. That's his favorite. It's his favorite. Be like Gumby. Be like Gumby. <laughs> and then, and then kind of just look at me. And then if I didn't burst out laughing or be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you're in. If you look even half as though you're willing to at least pretend to buy into his weak ass motivational thing, like, you're in. Does being Gumby come with a pay raise? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm your man. Yeah. He Are was you... all about just being like surprising and like unpredictable and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because, because... Had you like caught that Gumby in your teeth, you're, like you'd be like his number two. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and like spat it back at him and two. he caught it in his teeth and he spat it back at you. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and like it's, it, it goes to slow motion. As we're spitting this gummy fucking figurine between <laughs> with some appropriate song over it. Oh, man. Like we are the champions or something. <laughs> we are the champions, my friends. We're high-fiving. Yeah, he was, he was batshit crazy. But you got to admit, that's a really smart tactic. If you know nothing, mm -hmm. and you're, uh, we've seen it in a bunch of 80s movies we love, right? Mm. The yeah. mistaken identity and you mm -hmm. have to play the part kind of thing. Um, then of course th it's brilliant to bring in like a, um, a vision quote unquote of like, I do unpredictable. I do surprise. I don't want to know what you're thinking. What are you thinking now? What about now? What about now? Like you want to do some of that bullshit because you can hide the, like, I didn't actually. Well, you just want to put people on the defensive and like yeah. feel like they don't have a stable footing, right? right. Exactly. You want to make them feel as dumb as you are. <laughs> you actually And are. when you feel that they feel dumber than you are, then yeah. you attack. There is a yeah, perfect. When they don't know what the hell is going on yeah. or what to expect, people do tend to work harder just to try to appease you. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, they think there's Trump a. Is doing exactly that. They think there's like a magic answer at the end of all of this madness, hmm. when in fact. Or they just something. want to be left alone. Like, Don't let that crazy guy talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna work there's harder. A, there's a film that fully encapsulates this. I may have mentioned it before. It's a it's a Richard Pryor movie that nobody knows about called Critical Condition. Okay. And he's literally like a convict. Uh, yeah, he's a convict trying to, like, get away. Um, and he gets brought to like this mm -hmm. island hospital. And okay. there's a storm, and they're marooned for a while. And that, um, he like puts on a lab coat and tries to sneak out. Okay. But they mistake him for like the only emergency doctor, moonlighting, blah blah blah, blah '80s theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> but not only is it a hilarious movie, um, but he literally has to come up with more and more creative ways of making it seem like he's an actual surgeon. Yeah, like he's supposed to be the head dude there, <laughs> right? And then he just keeps kind of using the 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 young people that are around him you're like you're like oh there's this decision to be made you're like well i think you should make it i can't i'm, I'm like a first year he's like john when are you going to start believing in yourself <laughs> <laughs> what but i mean legally i can't listen i know regularly yeah it's my call but i know what the answer is i want to know if you know i want to know answer. if you know what are you ready to be a doctor <laughs> yeah but he has to do this for like a whole night <laughs> 
<laughs> where like the, the 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 challenges are getting crazier and crazier and at some point he's like i'm gonna fucking kill someone <laughs> i gotta get out of here and everyone's like he's the best dude ever usually those mid moonlighting doctors like they don't give a fuck they just they just breeze through here and collect their check this guy cares he's so confident <laughs> da, da, da. but he's charming this yeah. idiot we're talking about wasn't charming he was just nuts just creepy and nuts enough <laughs> to to attempt this and i feel like probably a lot of people including the president of the united states uh have pulled this off this mm -hmm. like uh right smoke and mirrors yeah he probably just like a you know snake oil salesman he has his like big briefcase full of bullshit books and like uh <laughs> gumby figurines top. <laughs> yeah. as soon as like the jig is up he just packs it all up and he's he's gone like yeah. On to the next town. Probably. 100%. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like Gene was saying, these people have probably existed from the dawn of time. Of sure. course they have. Yeah. Of course they have. They've taken out, they had different hats, but <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally there were always hats. Uh, or Mickey Mouse vests, because I'll never forget the Mickey Mouse vest. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty special. I could like, I can almost believe like someone with the Mickey Mouse tie. You're like, okay, you're kind of still kind of normal, but you're... Like the vest is yeah hmm. no the vest is the kind of thing like a hospital clown would wear <laughs> you know to cheer up the kids in the in the cancer ward you know like the like the yeah. what is it doctor what's it called oh, patch adams patch adams yeah. yeah it was a patch adams vest it <laughs> had no place there it was a call center for fuck's sake nobody needed that kind of a yeah. inspiration <laughs> although it did feel like Everybody was dying, <laughs> was oh, terminally man. ill, but only on the inside, you know, their souls. The guy's getting cease and desist letters from like <laughs> Disney, fucking Gumby, whoever has Gumby. Yeah, seriously, who has Gumby? At Probably Disney. I'm going to assume it's Disney. It's, it's still, it's fascinating to me, this, this, this constant ebb and flow of like brilliance and then, uh, you know, charlatans sort of game that i keep seeing and everything mm -hmm. you know advertisement to like i don't know but that's the problem i mean <clears throat> i think Stuart lee that british comedian i really like that is not well known here he has a whole bit about mm -hmm. where he does just a bit about what the top rated things on the bbc were in this year or okay in this year and he starts listing shows that were like because he's, he's, he's challenging his own lack of celebrity or not being the top comedian in the UK. Mm -hmm. Being well-known, but just... Yeah, yeah. like, But, you know, that doesn't mean anything, he says, because in 1998, the number one show on BBC was a show where they showed paintings all day <laughs> <laughs> and played classical music. There was no show. They just showed various <laughs> paintings of landscapes to... To classical music and it had it was the number one rated show <laughs> in the uk <laughs> and then the next year it was some game show but not even like a good one just one of those which is i think still the highest rated show in quebec it's it's up there for sure and yeah. you've is seen the show right no. yeah, yeah i haven't seen it Nothing it's just the you know the the mononc and the matant like these sort of you know late middle age you know but people in their 50s and 60s yeah. from like rural quebec um, all sitting in the bingo hall yeah, type thing. Yeah. And mm. standing to maybe make like not even millions, but maybe like thousands or tens of thousands of dollars from like mm. playing this game show with golden eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like really no production. There's no like, no. it's not like the price is right, which is totally watchable mm. or was anyway when I was a kid. It still is. Is it? It's still good. Mm -hmm. They've kept the formula alive. Yeah. Drew, Drew Carey's doing all right too. So right. Yeah. Um, 
this is literally just like watching a raffle or a bingo hall, mm -hmm. but it's the highest rated show on TV. So like, <laughs> think about that when you're like, oh, my show got canceled. Or, you know, it's not because it wasn't necessarily any it good. It was making too many demands on people. <laughs> too many notes, motherfucker. It's because of humans. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know anything. That's the problem. <laughs> humans. That's the... That's the you know the central thread throughout all of this <laughs> bullshit Stupid. is that it works <laughs> with humans <laughs> yeah maybe that's why uh, elon musk is so terrified of ai because he he's come to this realization he's like the computers will kill us because <laughs> we're in the way of progress <laughs> we just we just we're in the way <laughs> of good things humans are vermin <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know Really, really charming vermin, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. let's face it, we're not good for much. Not yeah. really. <laughs> we don't make things better mm -hmm. most of the time. Only for ourselves. That's, That's the right. only ambition we That's have, true. to make things better for ourselves. So Let then we can then tell virus. others how, hey, <laughs> I infected 10 people today. What about you? <laughs> I don't. Nobody. I swiped. Nobody. I didn't infect. Nobody. Oh, well. I got to go. Got to infect more people. Keep swiping. All right. <laughs> hey, buy my new book. You can... Infect people too. I can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, here, here's the formula. So uh, haven't you ever? Yeah. And don't you hate it when? I do. So here, <laughs> here are 10 steps. Okay. And then get out of your comfort zone. Okay. All right. You're going to hate it, but then you're going to love it. Oh, oh, okay. That sounds good. Um, never give up. And results may vary. If this doesn't work, it's you. <laughs> I'm out. Also, stay tuned for my next book, part two. Why it's you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I've given you the anatomy of every self-help book ever. There's a lot of them that fit that bill. Yeah. Or I should say, if you're reading one and you smell any of the things that I've just told you about, <laughs> put it down. <laughs> Take an axe to Abandon it. ship. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, okay, it's kind of saying that, but there's content here. Or there's a lot of pausing. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day... I think if, if we go full circle back to Jocko is the reason I don't dislike him is because even Rogan is kind of leery of the, he went through his mm -hmm. youth reading all of the obvious, like the sure. Tony Robbins is of the world. <coughs> He's the guy that ordered the tapes. Yeah. Self-admitted, mm -hmm. you know, and he kind of says it, it is kind of a bit silly and over the top, but there's something about him that you're just like, yeah. You know what it is? is that a lot of these books, the ones that smell funny, that don't work, is because they're talking to you like you're a special little flower mm. and that you can't take it and the world is a difficult place and you need to... It's, no, you're not a fucking special flower. You're just like every fucking buddy else. Yeah. There's no secret. There's no shortcut. If you want shit, you have to put in the work. Maybe you'll get lucky and your results will vary in a positive sense, but if you don't put in the work, you ain't getting shit. And that's the appeal of a guy like Jocko. He's not sitting there going like, well, you know, on Tuesday, I didn't feel like going to the gym. And, you know, I felt like it was a blue day. So I took a day off because, you know, the, the things were just not, no, he's like, you go to the fucking gym. Yeah. Cause that's the choice you have to make. Stop pretending you're special. You're just like everybody else. Hmm. You get, yeah. You get to decide what it. you want to do with your limited <clears throat> resources. Yeah. I think I liked his approach too of like, and if you don't end up going, don't kick yourself. No, just that's didn't go. That's exactly the line. Like, but get up the next go. day and go. <laughs> exactly, get up the next fucking day and go. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. That's that simple. Yeah. Or even the same day. 
right? Like, yeah, maybe you stayed home. Yeah, you fucking go. Yeah. What, what, what if you just you went, take, though? You can take tomorrow off. But yeah. chances are you're not going to. You're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I love that. I, yeah. I, I got on such a such a kick out of that. I just started writing to Richard, like fake Jocko <laughs> once. I started writing him a bunch. I, I, it's, it's comedically, it's just gold. Mm-hmm. It's gold, but it, it's, it's funny because it can be made fun of because it's, that's, it's simple. Mm-hmm. And simple often seems dumb. Yeah, and I think the ones that the, the, this, all the self-help <coughs> stuff that's really dangerous is the stuff that tries to overcomplicate it and writes a 350-page book when 100 pages of, hey, listen, dude, I know you don't feel like it a lot of the times, but motivation isn't about feeling like in the mood. It's about having a goal and realizing that there are non-negotiable steps you have to take to attain that goal. That's how it works. Yeah. You don't need, you know, and, and anything that starts to tries to, like, pour sugar and maple syrup on top of it to make it more palatable is cheating you out of actually useful advice. Right. By making it seem like, well, you know, it's, if you don't feel like it, maybe you just haven't found the right, like, no. Let me tell you a story. Exactly. Get the fuck up. Go. Yeah. What about you, Richard? Mm-hmm. I see you, you read some, I mean, not self-help books, but you do tend to read some of these, like, shall we call it new philosophy or... Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll I'll read some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually kind of skim through it. There's there's usually about a paragraph worth of <laughs> okay. of yeah. information in each book. What's the best one you you've come across where they were like two paragraphs? Or which I, I don't know if there's one that I can think of off the top of my head. Are there types that you like more over others? Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff <coughs> just because of the the career that i that i have on the online stuff it's it's a lot about like how people make their decisions how people Mm -hmm. identify with groups like how you know that that kind of stuff like how how do you stand out from the crowd sort of thing like Mm -hmm. people don't make their decisions in a vacuum and just understanding the mechanics of how people do that is pretty interesting i think Mm-hmm. And are there any? Are you getting any answers from these books? Like, are you, or is it more confirmation, or didn't, or it's just a, it's just a, a different way of uh, of thinking it. You know, like things that we would know sort of intuitively, mm-hmm. they just describe and, and you know they verbalize it in in a way that makes it seem simple. And it's like, oh yeah, well I kind of already already knew that, but yeah. now I have a sort of a succinct way of being able to verbalize that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, can you think of an example or? Um, there's a lot of like, um, let's say, uh, Seth Godin stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, he had a lot of stuff ab- around like, uh, how people, um, get really excited about certain things. And he, w- he was talking about like, um, shit. I don't know. I don't remember what the word was, but it was this Japanese word and the Japanese word for, for like being like very enthusiastic about a certain thing and he was talking about how like people tend to gravitate around these particular subjects and there's always this person in like or this small sort of in group in the middle who are like really really enthusiastic about this thing and everyone kind of follows along with mm-hmm. with that you know and so like an example of that would be like uh wine you know like people like lose their shit over wine and they devote their entire life to wine but there's no like equivalent for like mustard, <laughs> right? You know like what I mean. Must- or there is, but they're very. It's a very niche thing. Not really, and like nobody gets excited about mustard. 
I disagree. There's someone somewhere. There's a mustard competition. Sure, but it's a very small community. Maybe it's very no. very niche, or you know. But there, there are certain things that people like go super deep yeah, into, and I, there are certain things that people don't really. I do. think to Richard's point is, most people won't get excited about mustard. Correct. Even the people who are not diehard into wine will get excited about wine. They'll be interested in it. They'll mm. recognize there are good choices, bad choices. And so they'll at least peripherally be interested. Sure. I don't give a shit about mustard, right? Right. Like right. it's I not mean, as hot as not a, as much of a no. mainstream thing. Right. I get it. Yeah. So there's like <coughs> this, this super like hardcore center of people who are like devote their entire life to that. And those are like the ones they call like sort of like the influencers sort right. of thing. And then you have like a kind of a group around that who are like they're pretty hardcore into it, but they mm-hmm. like they have day jobs and they're not just <laughs> lives. You know, they don't just uh, taste wine for a living, let's say. Yeah. And then there's people who are like, oh, I'm kind of peripherally interested in this kind of stuff, and it sort of radiates out from uh, based on your how hardcore you are about that one thing. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then like a you know, if you start trying to do something online or you start, that's in line with like these sorts of groups, then you need to kind of mm-hmm. plug into those mechanics, those communities. Like mm-hmm. how, do, how do you plug into that sort of stuff? And that's this sort of like a lot of what the internet is, is just like all these sort of adjacent overlapping communities of people who are super hardcore about different things. And some people are involved in multiple communities like that, but it's really just, we've never had anything like that in the course of human history where, everybody on the planet who's really intensely interested in whatever that is um, mm-hmm. can kind of get together yeah. over that. Immediately con- connect with other like-minded. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Okay, It's yeah. a huge uh, shift for humanity. Mm-hmm. And for those that can control. There are some people who are seeking to control and there are harness. some people who are like looking just to, you know, just to plug in and... <coughs> communicate with those people who who would be interested in what they have what they're doing you know like mm-hmm. if you have some kind of new wine contraption or you're trying to do some sure. startup thing then these are the people you're going to need to talk to but so understanding like how how those different communities work is oh it's kind of interesting what about you you what's what's that one that you read? oh this one the practicing mind i actually i bought it on a whim because i wanted to uh focus be more focused when i'm practicing guitar i was like i feel like i want to make you know more more progress and i feel that the these types of books they kind of fit into two categories there will like kind of like richard's saying like every so often there'll be one with like a paragraph that sticks out so you have those that you're reading and you're kind of hoping to learn something from this one's more a kind of like hey just a reminder you know these things but it's good to remind yourself oh, from time okay. to time so that you don't get carried away i did i mean i didn't know what i was getting into when i bought it i just kind of went. i was gonna say it's okay. a bit of a dick move to write a book about focusing yeah it's a bit of a dick move because oh. <laughs> people with focusing <laughs> problems tend to yeah. like be scared of books to begin with yeah it's kind of like the person who determined the spelling of dyslexia you know it's, it feels yes, like it's, it's a bit of a sh- dick move yeah. Or, or lisp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Humans uh. suck. Yeah. Okay, so uh, any ones that stick out in your mind, other books that you've read where you're like, this is a good one? Um, I don't know, because I kind of feel like these types of books, what feels like a good one for me may actually, someone may read. Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking garbage. what's good for you. Um, but I actually, I got this book because I'd read one before, which is a pretty famous book called The Inner Game of Music. Um 
and it was written by this guy. It's like the the original was called the Inner Game of Tennis, and then this guy thought, hey, this really works. Like I should write about it for for uh, for music, and um, and it was like it was like pretty interesting. Um, and there were a couple things from it that I thought were were kind of neat about. Um, again, it's often you know common sense stuff where you think about it. You're like, okay, you want to learn a difficult passage? Well, play it really slow, right? Like just play it at like. Re- retardedly slow speeds where mm-hmm. all you're doing is just focusing on getting the motion exactly exactly right you or mean pausing 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 dramatically <laughs> well no because you got to stay in time right and you still have right. to keep the same tempo okay, but, but just but really yes, like pausing blank, dramatically blank, blank, uh, blank, but blank, also blank. practicing like uh, um, um, it, a lot of it had to do with getting out of your own way when you practice when you're sitting down and not being focused on the result, not being focused on, I got to get this right, but just kind of realizing that, okay, you've logged your 20 minutes of concentrated, focused effort, move on, come back to it tomorrow. And eventually, if you continue to do this, then you will, you know, you'll make progress. Um, but he also had, also, in that other book, they also had a bunch of stuff about performing and like, it was kind of interesting. So it kind of led me to this one. This one's a little more, uh, um, I'd say a little more general but it's basically all of it is just a kind of a mindfulness based literature right about like be in the moment be aware of what you're doing don't let your emotions and your goals get in like set your goal and put it on a shelf work out what you actually need to do and then like get your feelings out of the way and kind of you know execute that makes sense jocko style hmm. <laughs> i mean understanding how the brain works as well is kind of yeah it's helps it helps yeah. yeah yeah it's and it, and like i said a lot of the times it's just about kind of reminding yourself you read it and you're like yeah none of this is news to me but you're like oh yeah i've been kind of not like i haven't been doing that or like oh you know I, I read this 12 times and it never connected and now all of a sudden i'm like oh okay i get it like i okay you know. so you've actually derived new knowledge from from these books yeah i'd say very rarely because and most of it too is like how new is common sense advice that works going to be like at some point it's like Like, yeah there's not that much innovation (laughs) in that other than in the presentation but but you know different presentation styles will work like jocko could be a total turnoff for someone but for us it's like oh yeah this this speaks to me this works and someone delivering the message in a completely different way saying the exact same things will will totally miss the point and not be interested in but someone else will totally connect with and say this is my secret right like you know or Mm -hmm. my eat pray love or whatever the hell right and they'll Hmm. it'll have the same kind of impact on them so yeah yeah i don't know uh i have concentration problems i think i always have had it's very very difficult for me to read for any prolonged period of time I Mm -hmm. i mean i manage it but it's a chore like I feel fucking exhausted if I've read like 20, 30 pages of something. Mm. My, I, I want to like... Maybe you just <coughs> need glasses. Because <coughs> I thought I had that problem and then I got glasses. Really? Yeah. No, I can see the writing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, just I, I have to constantly force myself not to jump words and jump lines. I jump lines all the time. Yeah. yeah I, I think everybody who reads a lot, then you, you don't really read full book. You skim no, it but depends that's not on good d- right no, no that's the way you're supposed to do it it, it depends sh- if you're reading this book you don't need to read every word you're just trying to read to understand the sense of it the book i read before this was like a an epic poem written by uh 
uh, Derek Walcott, one of my favorite writers. And so, yeah, I'm going to read every word because the whole point is the language. But this, right. I just, I just want to get through it. I just want to read like, where's the insight? Where's the interesting thing? So skipping words those, is good. They have like two or three, maybe concepts that are yeah worthwhile. Yeah. And so if you just kind of understand it, if you just skim through until like they end up talking about something that that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaks to you a little bit, and then you, you might pay a little bit more attention. Then skip, skim, 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 because the rest is just fucking yeah. filler. It's dribble and examples of like, yeah. you know, over and over again, like going over. Like if you understood the the concept, and you don't need to have three examples over the next fifty pages, mm-hmm. drop it. Okay, drop it and move on. Yeah, <laughs> and it, a lot of it has to do with why you're reading. Like if you're reading to acquire knowledge, or because you're interested in stuff like that you know, versus you're reading because it's an activity that you're enjoying, then, mm. then obviously, you know, you're going to not necessarily read in the same way. That's right. But, well, I mean, a, a lot of these books are you know, not reading it necessarily for fun. No, you know, no. like you're reading it in order to get something out of it. Yeah. A few of them have, uh, every so often you'll come across one where like the style of the writer is captivating enough that I actually sure. find it entertaining to just like, I'm going to read the whole thing. Like, Hmm. even though the insight potential is pretty low. Hmm. But um, yeah, so skip words, Jason, is the right way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend You're doing that. it right. <laughs> Those CEOs who are reading like 60 books a year or whatever, uh, or 60 books a week, yeah. Yeah, they're, could... they're not reading every word. They're, they're skimming. And you get yeah. better at it as yeah. you go along too, yeah. to be able to kind of like, oh, okay, I know, I know what, what this is. Yeah. I, I know I can safely skip like two pages after this. Does that actually have any use i wonder sure remember carol yeah remember how many fantasy books she had yeah not not the same we're not talking fiction though sure but i mean that's still information i suppose i mean she was clearly reading it because she liked consuming the the stories of it and who knows maybe she did read diagonally and you know paused or took more time when there were passages she was more interested in like i don't know but um I just, I just felt like she spent every moment reading, which is why she got through too, so many of them. But yeah, if you're if you're reading fiction in that way, then you're escaping into this other world, sort of thing. Uh-huh. That's not that's not where you like skip. Okay, blah blah blah. <laughs> not like <laughs> uh, yada, talking about yada, the yada. stupid dragons yeah, again. Yeah, not yeah. With fucking dragons, right? Well, no, like you're gonna savor those dragons. <laughs> those sexy, sexy dragons. Um, there was Tammy's mom too, who I remember used oh, to yeah. burn through like two John Grisham books a week or mm-hmm. something like that. Like two of those fat paperback yeah. lawyer things. Yeah. Or some people love that shit. They yeah. just burn through like these mm-hmm. crime, dra- but my but dad used to, read they're very readable. Still does. Yeah. Like, and they're, they're kind of written that way, right? To the Vinci code type. Of yeah. To, to, well, the, like the, the flow, the, they're very, for the most part, they tend to be very the straightforward, simple language, simple sentences. And that just speeds up your reading. Like you're not, mm-hmm. because you're not dealing with these three line sentences with seven clauses in them. You're just like, boom, boom, boom. The information's coming and you're reading through and the story's advancing. Right. Hmm. Like, yeah, I could guess I could see the appeal. I just, uh, I, I don't know. Just getting through the Game of Thrones is like, I, I just like, holy shit. I'm sure it's good, but I can't, I can't do it. I could watch 
I could watch like 23 episodes of a show back to back, though. So, so what's the difference? It's not, it's not an attention no. span thing. No, it's just the, it's the medium, I think, for me. Like the audiovisual is way more compelling any day. Hmm. Although I have read some certain things and I like to write, which is weird. Hmm. I like to write, but I don't like to read. It's a strange kind of thing. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think about it because I see my my older sons doing going through some of the similar mm-hmm. sort of attention deficit things. Oh really? Yeah, and I'm starting to wonder if if maybe we both have a problem, <laughs> 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 or if that's just not how our brains are built. You know, yeah, that's maybe. just not what we're designed for. So long as we've got some time to kill, I think I'll have a beer. We don't have no beer, just tequila. What, what's tequila? Yeah, it's like beer. Is it fattening? Fattenings? Forget it. If it's like beer, we'll have some. Three tequilas. Sure, sure, amigos. Enjoy yourselves. But try not to get into too much troubles, okay? I don't know. I've never been... For me, I much prefer... If I'm going to get something... If I'm going to engage with something for plot, mm-hmm. I'm with you a million percent. I'd rather watch it and listen to it a lot of the times. So I don't sit at home and read a whole bunch of um, you know, plot-heavy fiction. The stuff that I like when I'm reading fiction and poetry and stuff is all of the things that has to do with the language. That's why I never care when someone spoils the story and says, this is how it ends. I'm like, I don't care. The point of reading it is to feel how it's put together. That's the joy of it. Whereas if it's all about like who murdered who, like I'd rather just watch it on TV. Mm. Like, mm. I, I think I am more of a uh, article, editorial, like magazine guy. Like I'll read the fuck out of magazines and... <clears throat> short form, form mm-hmm. short stories, um, Reader's Digest type of stuff. Like if that yeah. was still a thing, I probably would be one of those people that read the fuck out of that, but mm-hmm. not any of the actual books mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> like couldn't muscle through one of those. No. No, I hear like you, I man. I tried catching a ride. It took once, me six months to get through Anna Karenina. Oh God! I know it was torture. Russian is even worse. Well, I mean, Russian I wasn't reading it. I wasn't reading it in Russian. No, <laughs> but I mean, just. It carries over the, the, the dour. I mean, I think I may have had a particularly poor translation, but yeah. it was uh, like Tolstoy and that stuff. Like, it's, yeah. it's genius it's, work. It but scarred it's, me. It scarred me. I'm it's <laughs> fucking <laughs> dense, dude. Yeah, it's dense as shit. Yeah. And but we'll read, we'll we'll read Dungeons and Dragons books. But I, know, I, forever. I think the length of it can matter, right? Like I think, and that's the other thing too, is that people think that like. They, they put reading capital R and think that it's all the same. And it's like, no, like the like short fiction uh, or just the type of fictionized role-playing based stuff that we read all the time. is like, it's very, very different than a, a novel, like a contemporary literary novel. You know, like it's not put together the same way. It doesn't require the same type of concentration or engagement, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Anna Karenina, you're like, you're in for a ride it might be very good or entertaining, but it's going to take you a while to get through this. Whereas you pick up the, you know, the, uh, um, the magazine and you read through the thing in 20 minutes and maybe it's really interesting. Like that's how I consume like sports news. Like I don't, right. I, I wonder, I like long form, which means I don't want to read a three minute article, but like, I'm also not looking to read too many books about, you know, the rocket Richard. I'm like, no, just, just give me the just give me the twenty minute version. Give me the cool. Give me the trailer. Yeah, just give me the the tidbits. I'm okay. That incidentally, speaking of, uh, I know you're a big fan of uh, Thirty for Thirty. Yeah. Um, 
don't know if you follow MMA at all, but there was a scandal very recently with a very high-profile fighter who was got caught doping again. <laughs> and he's basically the best fighter that's who come was along. Uh, John Jones. Okay. Who beat yeah. Daniel Cormier, which was a big fight. Mm-hmm. And it was like the return of John Jones. Finally, he did it clean. He's clean. Yeah. But, and then caught for doping. And stripped of title again. Damn. And now he's looking at like... Four years, he's lo- basically looking at his career being flushed down the toilet. Even his mm-hmm. most loyal supporters are like, we're, they're saying things like, I'm done with that guy. Mm-hmm. But um, the Dana White, who's the yeah. head promoter, w- when they asked him <laughs> about John Jones, he's like, he's, his actual line was, he's going to make a really good 30 for 30 subject one day. This <laughs> 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 is basically how he summed it up. Yeah. Um, but what's, uh, what exactly is illegal about the doping i mean obviously there's all this contractual stuff that that goes along with it but yeah. like because as far the way that i see it is if you're if you're a a, a, a sports league or something like that uh, and i listen i listen to uh, this podcast called uh, uh hang up and listen which is mm-hmm. a, a slate sports podcast about an hour long comes out once a week and it's basically a bunch of left-leaning intellectuals talking very seriously about sports not like you know who defeated who but like you know, the serious issues about, let's say, like uh, um, the NCAA and how that their relationship to money and how, you know, these athletes are generating ridiculous amounts of income for their schools and their sports, but they can't get a penny of it. And like like so they talk about some pretty interesting things, but they were uh, uh, talking about, you know, like uh, in the NFL with these these people that they're constantly getting involved in these like domestic abuse cases and stuff and where it really comes down to is like, yeah, that legal aspect isn't the league's business. When it really comes down to it, the only decision is the league as a privately owned company or enterprise, do you want these people working for you or not? So I don't always understand when someone says like, oh, he's been caught doping and now he's going to face like jail time. I'm like, I can understand a, an outfit saying, yeah, he's been caught doping. We've revoked, you know, we're, we're, he's being charged a penalty we're you know garnishing his prize money and he's being banished from being able to compete or whatever um so so what was the so all, all that big long roundabout way uh-huh. what's the jail time for it's not jail time he's just uh, facing a kind of suspension that oh okay okay will essentially take away the rest of his prime in that sport okay that makes <clears throat> sense but he's not it's not the ufc that's actually banning him it's the I think USADA or whatever the like the doping agency okay is putting a fuck you ban on him that prevents him from fighting in the United Fire in the hole. Uh, prevents him from fighting in the United States okay which means he might he could still kind of go do super fights oh in he Japan can have like a like an Ali moment where he was forced to fight in Toronto because he couldn't fight in the U S on account he, of his, he, uh, the draft dodging on the draft dodging thank you Richard yeah. Very kind of you. Uh, fire fire in the hole. Fire, fire, fire in, the in the hole. Just in time for UFC talk. <coughs> yeah, I didn't don't watch much UFC, but I did uh, watch yeah. the Triple G Alvarez fight on. Uh, yeah, was that any Saturday. good? It was a draw, man. Well, I heard that it was it was like a fight. It was a yeah. proper fight. It was very entertaining, and I guess it's fitting that it was a draw because it kind of felt like you were watching the fight that there was really no way to know who was actually winning hmm. uh, because 
uh, Triple G really was controlling. He's using his jab a lot, which he normally does, but like he was really kind of controlling the fight. But uh, Alvarez really was throwing a lot more power punches, loving bombs. Well, and, he threw. Uh, I think he threw a full two hundred punches less. Yeah, he threw less punches. But he hit more. No, the, the, his, his connection, uh, like his percentage of connecting, was lower. But the the um, Triple G's. He less. caught him. Uh, no, no, no. Triple G connected. Alvarez more. connected less. Yeah, but the power punches. Uh, Alvarez threw like twice as many power punches. Okay. Uh, so a lot of it, like with the judging, would have had to do with like what is it that you're prioritizing? Are you prioritizing the the fact that you know that Triple G looked like he was kind of controlling the fight, or are you prioritizing the fact that Alvarez just looked like he was fighting harder? Like he yeah. certainly from like yeah, that plays um, right. This goes back to our the judges, yeah, original conversation of. Like, but it's going to be a really great part too. <laughs> That's yeah, all. And I like care le- about. they legitimately they're pound for pound like they're a good matchup. Yeah, and and you know as opposed to the weird debacle from like two weeks ago, the money fight, right? Like, yeah. hmm. which which was a completely different beast. This yeah. is like two understated guys who are not assholes, who are not like they're just like we just we just want to fight, and we feel like we're like two of the best, and. Uh, I respect my opponent, but I want to kick his ass and let's go do this. Right. Yeah. Like there's no, yeah. it's just kind of no... like old, felt like old school boxing. You'll do fucking nothing. Like <laughs> yeah. nothing nice. No, it just felt like two, like the old school oh. boxing were just like, yep, I'm going to do the best I can. He's going to do the best we can. And did you see that meme? It. Did I send you the meme with the, whenever they do the face off, <clears throat> like the weigh-ins? <laughs> that was good. That was good. How they always almost look like gay weddings. Oh yeah. 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 Because it's two guys <laughs> facing each other and like a, a third man smiling. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's and, getting... And like kissing distance. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is good. Yeah, what do you think about the the John Jones thing? The fact that he got popped again? Yeah, did, were you surprised at all? Or? I, I was a little bit surprised, a little pissed off just because mm-hmm. like he's been, he's popped so many times before mm-hmm. and it's always like the same sort of thing, you know, like... Oh, I don't know what happened. Oh, it's, it's, uh, was uh, it this dick, time? Dick pills. Dick pills this time. Yeah. He tried to... Know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always has a lame excuse. And you're like, dude, like, your your bullshit needs to be, like, of the times. Right. <laughs> you can't be throwing excuses from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm personally of the opinion that just let them juice if they want to juice. Yeah? Or have them, like, as two separate leagues. The, like, yeah. the juicer leagues and the non-juicer leagues. I, I prefer league, the second, know? yeah. But would anyone uh, watch the non-juicer league? Possibly? Yeah, they would. I, think I would. So. I would too. Yeah. Yes, but are, we've just determined that we're not the majority. I'm talking like with the. Have you, you mean with humans watch? <laughs> have you read the Celestine <laughs> prophecy? That guy is he? Is he? Would he watch like? Oh, what would I watch it? They're like just regular dudes. Well, the events that feature these two leagues wouldn't necessarily have to be separate, right? Like there was nothing like preventing you from having, let's say, if you have eight fights or ten fights or whatever booked. Hmm. You could have That'd like be so weird. Be six like, juiced or not juiced. You can't call the juicer league like the like the mega league, right? Because then you're like focusing on the fact that they're drugged. So you'd have yeah. to call it like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? Real Steel or what was that? What was that movie yeah, with yeah, Hugh Jackman yeah. that nobody saw? Jesus. Um, f- the fighting robots. I saw it. Uh, was it Real oh, Steel? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd have to like call it. You have to find these like lame metaphors, mm. like the pure. You can't say pure. <laughs> um, the water league, <laughs> or the, the you know the breed. I don't know. I don't mm. know how to, what, what do you call it. Like the, the the Orion League versus the. Yeah, you name them after things. I think that's how <laughs> yeah. you avoid the problem. Maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, the stallions and the bulls, right? <laughs> it's like the stallion lead. They're lean. They're clean and mean. And they're coming, right? And then you have like the bulls. They're taking everything they can. They're coming at you intense. Ah, you know, like, yeah. That's how you slower. do it. That's do, how you do it. Do that slower. They're coming at you intense. Eyes, <laughs> muscles bulging. The stallion. More pausing. The stallion <laughs> is a horse. And that horse wants to win that race. <laughs> what you got to ask yourself is, are you a horse or are you a stallion? I could do this all day. I'm, I'm telling you. the fuck the yeah. stallion, bro? I was, I was <laughs> going to be the stallion, bro. <laughs> fuck the horse. <laughs> then become the stallion. Because a stallion wakes up at 4 of 30 a.m. A stallion goes rock climbing upside down. Stallion doesn't ask for five minutes off. Doesn't ask for water. A stallion <laughs> just runs. <laughs> My point is, I think is you should start a new cha- a channel called Mako, and Mako. all it is is you're just doing Mako. you're just doing Jocko like Ma- Mako Bulinic. Yeah, just and like I just I could just read articles like random stuff exactly. that I find, but in that way. <laughs> Give me, give me, give me a piece of paper. Give me something with writing on it. And I'll just read it in yeah. that. St- I'll read my grocery list like leeks, cucumbers. I could just do that all day. <laughs> so I agree with you that there would be something kind of the the sadistic Roman gladiatorial audience member in me wants to see like a superhuman league of cyborgs and fucking drug, like pumped up superhuman mutants uh, smashing into each other. They're but all juicing anyways, man. Yeah. It's In just, some way. It's just, no, 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 they're all juicing. Without a, even even, uh, <coughs> even GSP? Well, GSP's been out of for a long time. Have so. you seen him recently? No. Apparently, he, he's, he's coming back. Yeah, he's, yeah, coming, he's, he's got a fight back. in November, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And someone said they saw him and he looked like, he looked huge. Oh, yeah? And apparently, well, he doesn't dope. He doesn't touch anything. I think that was one of the main reasons why he left. Right. Yeah. 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 I think the I personally like the idea of clean sports. Like I, I like the like on paper. If you ask me, like, would you prefer a league where everybody juices or a league where nobody does? I prefer the option where nobody does. And I, I just like the idea why? of. I'm getting to why. I feel like I just like the idea of when I'm watching, let's say, like let, let's say the Olympics or uh, a world championship of something. I like the idea of saying I'm watching peak human performance and i understand that sometimes the line between you know the training methods that have become so advanced and so like scientifically sophisticated and a a product or a supplement or something is can often be sometimes very very thin where you're like okay so this guy's popping a pill but this other person's uncovered this property of muscles that they're taking advantage of here's a very easy example the weight cutting stuff yeah. Right. Which is technically not doping. No. But is a kind of a cheat. Right. It's kind of a hack. Uh, well, there's a one of the uh, uh, that hang up and listen podcast. They have a feature from time to time where they they just say cheating or gamesmanship. Okay. Right. And that's kind of the the line sometimes that you're looking at is okay, weighing 180 but being able to make the weigh in at 160, is that cheating or gamesmanship? gamesmanship is kind of like you understand the rules and you're playing within them, but you're trying to bend them as far as they'll go without breaking to give yourself a competitive edge. 
versus cheating, which is like, no, it specifically says in the rule book, there was a, a scandal, scandal is Tanko Muda, but uh, where I think the Red Sox were accused of cheating because they were trying to steal uh, opposite teams' hand signals for the, the pitcher oh, yeah, and the catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is not that they were trying to steal them, but they were using electronic means to do so. And apparently that's been a rule since the 60s where like you can steal the signals if you can see them, but you can't like, you know, because someone was using an Apple watch to get the signals. Anyways, they, they've, they've proven anyways that like being able to steal signals gives you no competitive advantage. All. So it yeah. doesn't really matter. But, but so he's that, kind but, of saying let them all steal and then it equals out. Is the that? problem is, is that doesn't necessarily fix the problem because every the the same way that you know you me and richard if we're trying to train for the same objective we might need to train in three different ways to attain that objective well we might all juice but you may just end up getting more benefit from it and then i would you would (laughs) (laughs) but then are you you know like again it's like is it cheating or gamesmanship so i don't know i like the idea of clean but and to, but to me, if you have to pick, I'd say like the clean has to be, you know, the, the amateur ideal of the Olympics has to be, you should be clean. Now, if you want to have your own private league of hockey players where you're like, everybody can juice, that's your product. You can do what you want with it. Like, mm. I kind of feel like that's. Yeah, I, I guess you can never say you can juice. You can say we're not going to check Bellator style or. Yeah, like you can do whatever you want. We're not really going to, we're not looking for that stuff. Yeah. So whatever you got there's back There's a here. lot of stuff that blurs the lines though. Yeah. You know, like there's, yeah. they're starting to talk about like altering DNA. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. This is like rewrite your DNA to be a better fighter or a better runner or a better yeah. something. Like existing DNA? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? That's a thing that's like well, happening like yeah. soon. It's like they're on the verge of it right what now. What would like CRISPR? Like how do you? <clears throat> yeah, essentially. Like you go into a machine and they make you a better runner? Yeah. That's yeah. fucked up. They fuck, yeah, they yeah. fuck with your genes. They fuck with your DNA. That's fucked up. But the, the, the doping are, is like it's, a, it's an arms race, right? Like there's the weapon. And I know how they're going to sell it too. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> the weapon is always going to be one step ahead of the defense mechanism, right? Right. And so the, the, when it comes to doping, there's always someone who's ahead of the curve on it and has figured out a way of getting an edge that maybe a few years later will become obsolete, right? You brought up the 30 for 30. There's one, uh, 9.79, which is probably one of my favorites. And it's about the 1988 Seoul ben, Olympics. Ben jo- Johnson? Yeah, with Ben Johnson Remember and ben? all these others. I think he was the yeah. first major... It, well, he, like, was, he was the big case, scandal. Yeah. He was the fir- one of the first big scandals. It was the first time we heard guy. in mainstream of like, yeah. oh, he took what? Yeah. But one of the things that was really interesting about it is they interviewed the guy who at the time was the in charge of the testing facilities. And basically what he said is, listen, we tested, this is how it works, but we also kept a bunch of samples. And, you know, the screening methods were just not that sophisticated because when we tested them like 10 years later, like rather than 20%, it was like 60% of the people tested for substances that were or have since become illegal, like not, you know, illegal substances. So it's like, so like the I one asshole running behind, yeah. like a good four seconds behind everyone was yeah. the clean guy. Exactly. <laughs> that, and that's, that's the story of the nine, yeah, nine guys that lined up the one guy throughout the whole documentary, you realize there's all these guys making claims that they're clean. And then there's just like text coming up on this, you know, three years later suspended for six years right. for, Right. And they're all found, except for the one guy who came in last, who was like, yeah, I came in last, but you know what's and really he's a Bra- some Brazilian dude. 
He's the fastest man alive, and no one gives a fuck. Exactly. He's a loser to the yeah. world, but, but the, he's the actual fastest asked, man alive. They asked Ben Johnson in this documentary, they're like, would you do it again? He's like, absolutely. He's like, the hours my mother sacrificed. The, I wanted to make this adoptive country of mine proud. He's like, I would have done anything to win that race. So if you ask me again today, I would probably, if I thought I could get away with it, and I thought I could yeah, because yeah, he's no like, doubt. I would do the same thing again. And I, and the reason that I like that documentary so much is that there are a bunch of other guys that are telling themselves all sorts of bullshit stories. But Ben Johnson, for anything else, is like, he's not lying to he's himself. Cl- but he understands. He's, he's clean. He's come clean. Huh. Yeah. But he, like, he understands that like he's not denying it or whatever. He's just right. like, this, is, this was the reality. Everybody else is doing it. So Well, a lot of those narratives, too, about mm-hmm. doping are only now starting to fall apart because when the Ben Johnson thing first appeared and then um, the Neil Armstrong thing and all the yeah. other ones, mm-hmm. it the, the cartoonish understanding of it for people was like, and before the race, someone handed him a syringe <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he put it in his leg. And then he had like yeah, a it's little. Not a subsi- it's not a substitute ba, 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 ba. for work, <laughs> and that's what that's what people d- misunderstand is they just it think it's like pain and exhaustion most of the time. Well, the right? the, the in, with the eighty eight Olympics, the, at the time it was like a human growth hormone, and the idea was that in the training phases, it allows you, it allowed you to push yourself further in order to build muscle faster. But by the time the race started, you were off that stuff for two three months, and like you weren't doping at that time right? right like you did it in your training period but you're like, benefiting from the games though. yeah but it's not like you're but it's also not like you're not going to the gym it's not like you're not yeah, like, right. like if you don't have the potential the for those that musculature yeah. it's not building yeah like but you have to you have to log in the hours right, and that's you, you pump that same shit into like the video store guy he's not running well, that's it know. like you and the three of us here i go to the let's say i'm going to the gym four times a week you're going three times richard goes no times we can pump them so full of growth it won't change anything mm-hmm. but you and i are going to get way better results obviously because I we're i know we've already established <laughs> this mm. i do and you I get will. the best results i do you would definitely I do. I would. it's because of my mixed heritage i'm uh, best of true. both worlds you could say that's true mm. uh creme de la creme <laughs> something like I that i think is what the french call it uh, uh je ne sais quoi oh mm. yeah no i see exactly so the, without that basic uh, original potential uh, like you still exactly you can put the super fuel uh, into a Miata it's still a fucking yeah. Mazda Miata but I think you have to suspend the guy like if, if the premise of the league or whatever yeah, is yeah. that the playing field is quote unquote equal you kind of have no choice if someone gets like, yeah. y- these are the rules whether you think that people should be allowed to or not the rules that you signed up to said if you want to do this you right. can't What's the there's politics involved too absolutely right? there's this absolutely. whole other thing right like those agencies that are hired in order to catch people uh-huh. they are motivated to catch people by absolutely money. and even I, I, I and the more high profile the better exactly yeah and uh, listening to the, the Neil Armstrong interview I think it was on Rogan yeah mm-hmm. and it, he, I think he's given the same interview a bunch of different places but it's a real eye opener I would I would suggest going Lance. back to that's I said, Lance. We keep saying Neil, but Lance. we meant Lance. Okay. Lance Armstrong. Let's face it, Neil was probably doping too. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he wasn't competing with anybody. Wasn't, well, yeah, I guess but so. Probably to survive, he was competing with humans. Yeah, it's some monkey. But a lot of the time, like everyone's doping, but like somebody gets a little too big for their britches, and they mm-hmm. need to like, they, they need like someone. a high-profile takedown. 
just to justify their existence and to get a little right. more budget to continue can, to crack down. And that he can yeah. also grandstand, right? Right. And then there's a certain level. I, I recall him saying that there was also a certain revenge of the nerds factor to it. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Like these lab guys you being able like, to go in yeah. and take a, a physically like is impressive person be like, you are nothing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of this piece of paper. Remember and that swirly? Check out my lab coat. <laughs> ah, my looking sexy yeah, now. <laughs> exactly. Remember when you dumped my head in the toilet, you piece of shit? You took uh. my date. <laughs> doping. Yeah. At this point, I think, though, that a lot of the doping stuff all, uh, or, or uh, like anti-doping rules have a lot. They're a little bit stupidity, uh, stupidity tests at this point. Idiot tests. In some cases. Right? Like, because... I think the league or the, the the anti-doping agencies are kind of saying like, well, don't let us catch you with all the stuff we know to check for. If you're doing something else back there, well, you know, we can't we can't do anything. We haven't figured out how to find it yet. <coughs> right. Yeah. It's like this anti-piracy thing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. this back and forth where like they figure out what to make illegal next and then, then they go back to the drawing board and be like, oh, let's change this one molecule so that it's not exactly the same thing. It's not mm-hmm. going right. to show up in the test. Or it's, it's going to flush out in time so that if they do show up and test, yeah. it's and it's it's fucked and up what they what they subject them to as uh, well. Like and they, it costs it's when like expensive they, as hell too they, to like continue to test these athletes, right? Like oh for sure. Like how much money are you willing to spend to make sure that that like javelin could, thrower right. isn't doping? So you have to check them without warning. You have to check them at predetermined times. You have to check everyone and more or less equally. Otherwise, you're, you know, going on a witch hunt or ignoring people who may, like, c'est de l'argent. Like it's yeah, I remember Lance was talking about how, um, how they're humiliating kind of on purpose. Hmm. They're like, you're teaching your kids how to write and they'll just barge in at 6 a.m. And they're like, yeah, be in front dick. of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be in yeah. front of me. There's like three strangers. Take down your pants. And you're like, yeah. what associations are you from? That's enough out of you. Yeah, they don't. They Being don't the show cup. their identification. Or that surprises me, actually. At least at the at the beginning part when they were first in, uh, instituted, they weren't. They weren't doing. Yeah, that. they weren't compelled to show ID, and you're like, "Fuck you." Yeah. There's a story yeah. going around about John Jones, where they showed up at the gym and he had been juicing, and then he, he hid. They hid him under the ring. Wow. And then the guys like waited there for like eight hours. And he's under the ring and for he was, eight hours. He was under the ring for eight hours, wow. just like hiding out. Be- and and then they kind of figured out that he was probably there, but he they couldn't they didn't have the the yeah, the right to yeah. search. But they figured we were there for like eight nine hours, so he must have peed at some point while he was under there. So they tried to get the permission to go and test like collect the urine from <laughs> the floor. Wow! <laughs> just to be able to get him, you know. So. Obviously, uh, they've been out for him for a while, and he's pissed them off in some way. So oh. I don't know if, <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, maybe everyone's doing it, and you just want to stay on the on the right side of that organization. Or if you're a world class athlete and you're under a <coughs> ring, peeing into a bottle because you don't want anyone to. F- like you need to ask yourself some fucking yeah. fundamental. Well, questions. And, and you got to know yeah. if you're a professional athlete that it it's part of the package like you understand that and i'm not saying that you know that should be these intrusive tests at three in the morning without announced like all the time but you understand that p 
people are going to be collecting your urine. Like this is part especially of the package. If you're motherfucking John Jones. Yeah, especially if you, especially if you, sh- you've been found guilty of it in the past. He has no other athlete has had such a target. On and it's back. it's particularly. Uh, I think that the the doping thing is particularly important in events that, like like if you compare, let's say with hockey, it's eighty two games. A lot of them just the individual games don't seem important, but you know, like uh, boxing. MMA, the Olympics, you're like, these are events people build up to and have so much built into, right? Where you're like, you're a hockey player, you're going to play for 15 years. Maybe you just don't care. Games? Yeah, yeah, they have, they have testing as well. For I, the there are a lot of guys NHL. get caught in hockey. I find that interesting. No, hockey is, uh, uh, I mean, I'm not, there are guys who get caught. But um, rarely. But they also, the, in, the, the guys in hockey often get caught because they're doing coke or some other shit. And that's okay. like a, you know, an image problem they don't but really want to deal steroids, with. Steroids, not so mm. much. I mean, it it has happened, but um, very rarely. But it it isn't a sport. It isn't a sport that has a very developed culture of it, uh, and I think that part of it is because they don't feel there's a huge competitive advantage to it. Whereas, like, let's say in baseball, if you're a slugger, like having that extra muscle power, like yeah. Barry Bonds style, you want to be able to crack him out of the park, right? Like, mm. be able to throw a perfect you know, game, like yeah, yeah. like you, so. Th- there's there's some added incentive, but like for for the but like. Olympics and like boxing MMA is like you're building up to it and there's a cycle of it right like hockey players they're off and then they're on for you know eight months but like if you're boxing like you're right you're training all the time but then when you know you have a fight coming up like everything intensifies and you're building up to peak at that exact moment it's like all the conditions are there to be like well maybe you just want a bit of a boost so when you get to the top of the hill Mm. you're just a little higher than the next guy for that for that 20 minutes for that for that three hours that you need it for right like because that's all that it is and these training regimens and diets and everything is they're programmed to like the day to make sure that everything falls into place on that day that you're at your best like it's it's insane man like the, so is john jones effort. just an idiot is he just I, a moron i think so who knows man i don't know the full story i don't think I'm, anyone really knows the full story because what he got caught doing was something really obvious right like it wasn't like super hard to find I don't know. From what I read, anyway, it's, mm. it wasn't like some like, oh, it's a new one. It doesn't. Even, it's called XP twenty three, and there's no. It's it's there's like some standard stuff, though, bullshit. Like, I mean, these guys are on all these um, supplements that yeah. we wouldn't take. You know? <laughs> Excuse and, me. Yeah. <laughs> and there's right. like all the stuff in those weird bottles. Right. Right. So you know, and oftentimes like these can end up being tainted with something or have you know. So, yeah. Well, that was the. Sanderson Silva defense, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah, but I mean, how much truth is to that? I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's made of. I mean, I believe every athlete out there, uh, let's say MMA, let's let's restrict it to one. They're all taking supplements of some sort that right. they think help them. Yeah, creatine. The, blah, the blah, difference blah. is that it is not hard to believe that in the interest of getting an advantage, you're taking what you think is the most cutting edge. And unbeknownst to you, and, and this is the same thing from that documentary I was talking about earlier with Johnson, is like, well, listen, we're, we're, these are doctors. We're, they interviewed this, this woman um, sprinter who's basically saying, they're a doctor. They're telling me they're going to help me run faster. I want this. Yeah, and, it's not, and I'm not thinking about it as cheating because I've got a medical professional telling me that, yeah, this is okay, and this will help you. And so... 
you know, coming out and saying like the person's just, I mean, if you've done it a bunch of times at some point, it's like, okay, you're just playing with fire. Maybe you're asking for trouble, but I don't think that you can automatically assume that someone who comes out and says, I didn't know is being disingenuous. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. You Unless think? they're like sneaking in a bottle of something that yeah. like their doctor didn't prescribe no, or whatever. But for the most part, what these guys end up taking is not up to them. No, exactly. You know, part of the, they have somebody on, yeah, well, they have somebody most, on staff who like gives yeah, them the pills to swallow job. and yeah, injects them with shit. I don't think you would give your client some shit unless he specifically gave you the okay. Mm. Who knows, that man? That would be bad form. Know. No? I'm... Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be ideal, obviously, but like, <laughs> like you'd, you'd, you'd never work again the first time you get like, but what? yeah, but if you I, do I it for 10 years and you don't get caught and all of your athletes do really well, I think there's an incentive for people to kind of skirt the line, yeah. right? Of yeah, like yeah. what is allowed and what is kind of gray area mm-hmm. and what will probably be fine mm-hmm. by the time they test you, sort of thing. I think because they're all the, all the other ones are doing it. And if you don't end up, if you don't do it, then you're giving yourself an artificial disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. You think there's uh, podcasters that dope? You think? You think that would help? They probably do. I'm but just I wondering. Don't think it helps their performance. I'm just wondering <laughs> if it would help. Not that I would be interested in becoming. What, what would be like a performance enhancing drug? <laughs> like a alcohol <laughs> or weed? Possibly a couple, couple of Red Bulls. Yeah, yes. ginger ale. And there you go. Is my tummy? The tummy's really good. If that was the, uh, if that's the definition, then there's there's yeah. definitely some podcasts that are doping. <laughs> yeah, man. Coffee, weed, um, uh, yeah. Like but the issue isn't the drugs. The issue is the legality or or the the, right. the fact that they're allowed or not on that particular stage, right? right? Yeah. Because if, like Richard was Unfair. saying, if you decide to make it legal for everyone in the, you know, all right, every boxer is now allowed to use steroids then the drugs are no longer the problem. You could also invertly decide boxers are no, lo- no longer allowed to have caffeine in their bloodstream. And you're like, there's nothing illegal with that substance, right. but you've decided that you feel it gives them a competitive advantage. So like you've denied, right? Like I think all of this performance stuff is, enhancing drug. Mm-hmm. This is going to start getting really interesting too with, uh, with bionics, right? Yeah. Oh man, that's a whole other. I mean, we're, we're of course picturing 1980s, like robo arm ripping someone's head off during a game, but <coughs> We're talking, of course, things like going from like, ooh, um, the Steve Eisermans of the world, you know, of like getting the hip, hip, knees, knees, both knees replaced. Uh, I, I think he had one. One knee? Done. I'm not one sure. Hip. Either way, going from being the guy that had the hip replacement and be like, ooh, easy on Joe. He's had you know, to like, Joe can punch through a concrete wall. <laughs> 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 Run really fast and do calculus now. Did You said you replaced his hip? Just hmm. hip. Yeah, he's got a nano hip. It's it's crazy. It uh, it can do everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing his taxes right now. His, <laughs> his hip though? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know. That's what I said. But it's it's fucking crazy. But yeah, the the, the bionics <laughs> the bionics are gonna get really interesting because of course right. the first models are gonna look weird, and they're gonna be blue, yeah. medical blue, and then eventually you won't be able to tell like the bionic bone a- apart from the real bone, and then like will doping even be a thing? Well, the the issue with with anyways at least with sports is the issue is the perception of an equal playing field but let's be honest the guy who comes in 12th in the sprint is not playing with you, the same tool wait, set you mean as the, the strength str- the actually fastest man <laughs> yeah. in the world <laughs> the guy but the guy who comes in like i don't know 37th right overall the actual fastest the man actual in the world the actual fastest yes. man in the world like 
that he's simply not benefiting from the same genetics and everything else as the guy who comes in first. Right. And so, but in sports, the what the 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 appeal is the perception of fair play, right? Like you don't want people breaking obvious rules. And the 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 thing with the drugs and the bionics and stuff is that it raises the specter that is very real, which is it's never been fair. Mm-hmm. It's never been fair. Right. Right. Like. The guy who's six foot two boxing against the guy who's four foot seven, you're like, it ain't fair. But we decide that's an accident of birth and that they they based on the check mark, the checklist of what makes them fight in the same category, we've decided that it's fair. Right. And but the fact that you can suddenly change things about that accident of birth, that's what makes people go, Oh wait, yeah, that's not okay. Because, yeah, like if you were a, a professional athlete getting a joint replaced any point in the past, it was miraculous that you'd ever compete again, let alone do better. Like it was never an upgrade. Yeah. It was a downgrade <laughs> to the to the natural. Yeah. Like I just want to pick up my kids. Can I just want to be able up? to walk. Right. I don't know. Exactly. Now it's and, like you can pick up anyone, anything, your yeah. car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I mean, I don't know. Like, do I want to see you know bionic it's get interesting i think we're at that point now right like the the replacement leg that's like mm-hmm. a, like the spring the bl- the blade it's yeah like it allows you to to run faster than normal human flesh legs right yeah well if you have like one flesh leg and one spring leg you can just like jackrabbit your way <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if the legs make you faster but i mean oscar pastoris was the first person to posit the idea of that like yeah i mean you're you're dealing with essentially what like 20 percent less mass sure and oh a yeah spr- and a fucking spring the spring motion that you can count on every time and is not going to get sprained right like it might snap if it's mm-hmm. doesn't build properly but yeah. with that carbon fiber shit it's all day baby <laughs> that's <laughs> it day. yeah you're using like <clears throat> gravity rather than like yeah but then energy we could talk about shoes you know how what what advantage do shoes give to, exactly. to the race uh, mm. gamesmanship versus cheating versus cheating that's yeah. what it comes down to it's it really really interesting are we gonna allow people to cut off their legs to replace them with Bionic legs. The question bionic is, can legs. we? Like, when does the Paralympics become filled with people who can do shit crazier than the regular people? Very soon. People. Very and soon, also, right? people are already... And also, I would ro- watch that. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, of course. Hello. People, Robo-Olympics. People yeah. have the right to chop off their ding-dongs if they want to become yeah. the other gender. Exactly. Right? The other yeah, sex yeah. or whatever. So, the lake thing is... There's already uh, people in the, the body mod stuff chopping up. Well, and years. that's another thing too, right? Is that gender is always held up as a uh, a competitive difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was always assumed for most sports. Now that's going to get fuzzy. That there was a big difference between the potential of a woman versus the potential of a man, right? Yeah. E- and even in stupid things like archery, which objectively I'm like, why? Uh, why are we splitting? Upper body strength. You can make you can make the argument, but the point is, is that like. Some sports seemed more obvious than others, where you're like, right. okay, you don't want someone mm-hmm. who's 5'2 getting beat on by a guy who's 6'7 and like I do, 60 but... pounds heavier. Uh-huh. Like, maybe that's a bad idea, but that's what white weight classes are for, right? Like, what, what's prevent 250 pound boxers, a man and a woman, from getting together in the ring and having a fight? 
right? Why, like, the it, fact it almost seems that it's assault. <laughs> it's assault not if it's battery. not if it's consensual, Jason. Wow, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to end on something positive. Yeah. No, but, yeah. but I but I think like what's what's to prevent that from happening, right? Like it's it's kind of a, a throwback in some sense, right? That, it's like, all going towards like um, late eighties, early nineties Sega, like Mutant League Bowl. What it Mutant <laughs> Bowl League? Remember that shit? Yeah. All those sports games where you would, but it would be like with orcs. Yeah, and you had special superpowers. Like yeah. you could do these weird things. There yeah. were spikes on your helmet, and you just had to <laughs> smash. You had to steal. You had to rip off the other guy's head. Well, and you remember there was this uh, this game I played called Baseball Wars. Okay. And you basically had like robotic baseball teams. Of course. You had three models. You had like a hover guy. You had a guy who looked like a you know sort of human, and you had one who had like a tracks for legs. <laughs> Naturally. And yes. they had like different abilities. But when in order to steal a base, you had to kick the shit out of the guy on the base. <laughs> so you like show up on the like second base and you're just <laughs> you're stabbing him with your robot sword and shit because you're trying to steal yeah, the Yeah la- laugh laugh now guys. <laughs> five, it's coming. Five it's years coming. from now um Sega We'll have foretold <laughs> this future of sports <laughs> as we have uh, like mutant four-armed little cyborgs punching each other um, well, for our entertainment. Think about every dystopian future movie ever. Yeah. Sports don't get tamer. No, they don't. They all get crazy. And mm. and we and in the future, shit is always more nuts. Well, yeah, because the idea is that like you can do more damage before the match ends, right? Like, oh, he took one of his arms, but he there's three more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> He's using his eye laser. Oh, there goes his positronic brain. We're just going to break for a moment while they replace it, and we'll be back to Massacre Bowl. 